to another edition of the BH Sales Chemical Holistic Healing Hour with your host and moderator, me, Grandpa Bill. Welcome, one and all. Some of you, by our invitation, were applicable. My two church mice, Peter and Paul, each and every day. Thank you for continuing to pay it forward. We are growing exponentially with your help. <clears throat> This is my sixth year of doing three audio versions daily of the show, as well as a YouTube offering. That's Bill Holt at Bill Holt 8792. Give us a thumbs up, like us, share, subscribe. We're applicable. Always looking for folks to interact at our polls, at our daily shows in the polls on the topics and subject matters. I'll expand more upon those in ten seconds when we come back from this break in today's show. Thanks for joining us. Bit of housekeeping here before we dive in. At the time of this taping, it's a new week, Sunday the 18th. So upcoming events for this week tomorrow, as it becomes, as in Monday, whenever you hear this, on the 19th of February, I'll once again be talking with friend and galactic pathway guide to the path of oneness, Tim Doyle. We'll be taping tomorrow with the differentiation. In time, in China, that interview will be available and released overnight, commencing Tuesday as it becomes the twentieth. Let Tim and I knock around the proverbial park at taping, continuing to talk probably about subconscious and conscious there in that episode, and it's always embraced around the path to oneness in the membership program. So then, quickly speaking of Tuesday, the twentieth, as it becomes, I'll be doing another taping with then guest Chris Burris, last name B U R R E S. And last week, Chris was scheduled to be on my show. Long story short, as life does for all of us, it just happened to get in the way for Chris. No big deal. We rescheduled, and that's a rescheduled of that. You know, interview that couldn't transpire coming up this Tuesday, and there's a lot that will be talked about there. I'm going to try to bang on another Chris Burris archival prelude show. I'm sorry, prelude show to coincide with my archival show about him, probably within the confines of today as well. But in any event, Chris Burris will be back at taping for really his first time. But it's all good in scheduling. That's a lot about what we talk about here. Life, life. Okay, quickly, I will be talking about Harry Lorraine. That's L-O-R-A-Y-N-E. He won't be in my studio. He's no longer with us. However, on that theme, he may be with my pneumatic,、uh, not pneumatic, pneumonic memory method technique that I've done before archivally, where I have virtual guests by. Uh, a mnemonic technique, and it's virtual in studio. So we'll have some fun with that. Harry Lorraine. Quickly, I'll highlight probably flashing back to in my childhood, actually witnessing the show when it happened. It was the very late fifties, as in nineteen fifties. It was then the Gary Moore show, but it was also Gary Moore was the host then of I've Got a Secret. 
And I believe Harry Lorraine was on the "I've Got a Secret," where he actually, when he got introduced via Gary Moore to the audience, he remembered a pretty large portion of the audience, every single one of their names, what they had told themselves, you know, about themselves. Quickly, fascinating. That's just one example. And those of you that are of a certain age, others, please do look that up. He was on all the shows at the time. John, he was a frequent guest on Johnny Carson. And way back when Derwood Kirby was Gary Moore's sidekick, and Derwood Curry had、uh, anyway, we'll talk about Harry Lorraine and the many shows he was on, and that's all part of a memory method technique. Deep calming breath. When we come back, we'll jump right into today's topic, and that's a little bit about acupuncture in and of itself, but as it pertains to. Military and how it's showing promise with PTSD and so forth, and that will pave the way. Hopefully, I haven't reached back out to him, veteran Jason Pike, who joined me three times last calendar year, and、uh, we left the door open to come back. And you know, I haven't had the opportunity to read. He'd be a perfect. Because he served, I didn't. His career is fascinating. He had 31 years. He wrote a couple books, not so much about acupuncture and PTSD for veterans, but he wrote about veterans. So we'll get him back. I'll put that in the works,、uh, and、uh, we'll get his input at some future juncture, I'm sure. On what I'm about to take a slam at here in 10 seconds, when we come right back. Then we'll go unfettered, probably for 20 minutes, and get everything encompassed and wind up for today. Somewhere's around 20 to 30 minutes more. We'll be right back. For the sound. Everyone, welcome back. Deep calming breath. Thanks for doing so. And however you got to this juncture, God bless you, including fast forwarding. We all do that. Okay, another fifteen, twenty minutes or so, and this is again kind of the encompassing of the salad, if you will, as to what's going to. Mitigate out for ingredients <laughs> when we serve the meal at my shows a little bit later. So thanks for everybody's patience in that regard. So today, I kind of wanted to revisit a couple of things: military personnel, which I never was, never served, always had the utmost respect, still do. And I guess I had a couple of times, maybe even three, last year. Jason Pike. 31-year Army retired veteran with a fascinating life and a couple of authored books that we talked about at such time. He would be a perfect guest to have back when I reach out again to him to do so to schedule it and all of that. We left it at the end of the year a few months ago. When let's see how the year fetters out, and you know we're approaching March. So anyway, I'll reach out to Jason Pike. That will, you know, be a little bit to get that all to come to fruition when we're and if his schedule, mine, if he's interested and so forth. But he would be great to shed on 
this subject about veterans because he was one. He wrote an entire book designed about、uh, veterans' benefits, and I think he could add some really good humor. He's very funny, very interesting, and I think he could take a closer look at what I'm gonna goof around with. But with all intent, I love poetry. You guys and gals probably know that. That do indeed follow my social media. Thank you for doing so. And here at the show. So here's one of Washington Irving's quotes <coughs> that kind of sort of plays to the theme of the show. But I'm kind of going to go with it in a moment. A closer look at the thorns and briars of fiction. The land of literature is a fairy land to those who view it at a distance. But like all other landscapes, the charm fades on a nearer approach, and the thorns and briars become visible. Indeed, Washington Irving authored that. His Lifespan was from 1783 until 1859. So stay with me with my kind of far reach, but not so much as to what this will hone in on in upcoming shows about acupuncture. Believe it or not, it's a far stretch for veterans, and then. Establishing some sort of、uh, narrative tapestry as we're projecting out on something that might potentially happen. So, thanks for that. So, do you agree with Irving's sentiment in that poem? I'll read the poem again. Let me read the poem again. And many of you, if you are familiar with any of these, are also things that you can interact. Please. At my message board, it gives us fodder. Hopefully, it gets us to, you know, have a little bit more down homey. That's what this show is about now, and has been for basically the last six years. Okay, so here's the poem one more time: "The Thorns and Briars." Washington Irving. The land of literature is a fairyland to those who view it at a distance. I'm trying to impart an underlying message there. Thank you, everybody. <laughs> But like all other landscapes, the charm fades on a nearer approach, and the thorns and briars become visible. Again, there's definitely an underlying message intended in that direct quote, especially as it might pertain to. A faction of military, military veterans, their outlooks, having lived it, walked it, marched it, breathed it. Thus is why I'm definitely going to reach back out to Jason Pike, future upcoming fodder to bring into scope here. Okay, so questions for yourself. The <laughs> Washington Irving's quote, in my mind, paints a powerful image of our relationship with literature. And in my own case, when I take you know four, fifth, sixth, pick a number glances at anything I do in rereading books and whatever, 
It's usually what's entailed. So I understand what I read the first six, seven, eight, nine, ten times, whatever. I joke a little bit, but not entirely. This is also about mental illness in our shows. So the world of stories may seem enchanting, a fairyland beckoning with wonder and escape, but upon my closer examination, and that's all I have is my closer examination. In my opinion, like any real landscape, when it is, it reveals and reveals a true complexity. So when it's perhaps not, well, don't you think the complexity is more of a fecal matter cauldron stew with many ingredients? So there's challenges, struggles, and even pain woven into any narrative tapestry, mine, yours, or ours. Whether it's over the airways, in our brains, in our lives, in our day-to-day -day affairs, however you encompass it, your diagram, your dynamics, your demographics, Main Street Portland, Maine, Main Street USA, Main Street around the world, wherever you fall, we're blessed that we have global exposure. So, my question. Is do you agree with Irving's sentiment? How does your writing process, and it doesn't have to be a writing process, but if indeed you are, I don't know that. Those are things you can exchange with me. So for sake of discussion, how does it affect your writing process? And please balance the initial spark of whatever inspiration it is and was with the inevitable challenges of crafting a complete story. Through all of that, what do you think of Irving and that poem, basically? Also, when we're applicable, and if, can you discuss? And are you willing to share via the message board at the shows, where your own initial vision for a character or a plot changed significantly? Underlying message, as you delve deeper into the writing process, perhaps encompassing of your life over the last four years. Whatever your demographic dynamic, however it affected you, it didn't. It does. Your stand, your stance, your modalities, your whatever. So the question is: Can you discuss instances where your own, you, 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 not mine, you? What's your initial vision? This is about you. It's not about me. It's about us. It's about health. It's about wealth. It's about unity. It's about doing it together. So we continue to encourage listeners, readers of my blog. If you come through my social media, if you read the descriptions of the show, first of all, thank you, Infinity. Thank you. That's kind of the key point in the addressing of every show that I open up with. We grow together. I'm simply, I am indeed the porcelain junction box. That's a moniker I take proudly, and one of the few I can talk about in mixed company. But I'll take that one. It's been entirely my whole life. And my credo is more than the sports analogy: winner never quits, and a quitter never wins. That's so much a metaphor for my life, way over and above the sports analogy, which was also brilliant. And Vince Lombardi wrote many, by the way, not always sports-oriented, obviously predominantly so. Perception is reality. Reality is perception. There's more definitions, concepts, viewpoints to any topic. Veterans, 
There's many reasons they're laden with PTSD besides the obvious ones. So we're asking, share your experiences, veteran or not. Everybody, every, everybody knows a veteran. Everybody knows a veteran. Truth be told, Uncle Charlie, the guy down the block, he, you know, somebody's third cousin once removed. Just like everybody knows somebody's up against it. Just like everybody, for sure, knows wild animals are being driven out of their natural environment. Just like, for sure, everybody knows domesticated pets being challenged. And certainly, fecal animals, rescue animals, what have you. They're people, plants in this planet, for sure. It's not gloom and doom. It's exactly the opposite. That what that's what should come through, glaringly, shiningly. So, that's what these shows are about. Is what do we do about the backside, which I fervently believe will happen. But we must be vigilant of the roadblocks in the way. Without more self-induced anxiety, fear, the things that cause bad health in and of themselves, and have forever and ever. That's what we talk about at these shows. I can't say that enough. There's no need for anybody that doesn't align themselves with that. All due respect, go to where you do align yourself. And that would be if it was about pipe fitting, butchers, bakers, candlestick makers, and usually it is because we cover all topics here. It's a wide breadth and depth of topics. Always food for the mind, the body, and the soul. So be the teacher, be the educator, get involved. That's what changes things. No guarantees, no promises. This isn't any platform. I'm not going to see somebody come up over the mountain, and I'm not going to get there with you. That's all due respect with Martin Luther King. You understand? I'm not personifying anything. Except being the conduit to put you in touch with people that do have the expertise, have written the books, lived it, breathed it, served whatever the particular subjects. Here, soldiers, veterans. So wherever there is a secular right, if you will, there must also be a religious right. That's what seems to be the fodder amongst all the fecal matter stew. That's definitely part and participle of the elements and so forth. It is a complex situation, and there's various interpretations. And here's the rub: none of them should be org. Arguments with our old topic of when there was any kind of a debate and when it was healthy, and there's a chasmatic chasm of difference between the two. So, supporting the statement "freedom of religion as a foundation." I don't know why can't that be done peacefully, calmly, negotiably? Because you're answering your own questions. Truth be told, look at the history of the planet. 
the way we've gone about settling so-called any kind of confrontation in the history of the planet hasn't always been a complete disaster, and it's always been the community that's risen arm in arm in the retribution and reclamation process, calmly, serenely, and together. That includes brick and mortar stores at home. However, anybody does business in this new world moving forward, I'm retired. I'm retired. I'm retired. This is about my legacy. It should be about your legacy and our legacies. In many instances, it is. Thank you, astute audience. Thank you for the people that come here. Thank you for the people that want to be in the groups. It's about choices, you see. Everyone has those choices. Balancing power dynamics in societies with dominant religious groups. Some argue that granting religious rights can combine and provide a counterbalance to secular viewpoints, ensuring and ensuring diverse voices that are heard in public discourse. All great when done right. <laughs> all great when at the appropriate time, and all great when it just gets beyond Jerry Springer. He said, she said, he she said. Sally sells seashells by the seashore three times backwards. That you sure for today. So context and matters the relationships between anything, and it's certainly not religion. I'm not exactly an atheist there. I'm definitely a politically atheist. So wherever there is a secular right, there must be a religious right. It's simply a question for analysis. Not a cause for more Jerry Springer, and you know he did, and I'll burn you down, and all of that. One last time, it should be readily apparent that is so counterintuitive to good health. Why would we ever talk about that stuff that way? Here, so fictitious debate. If you will, in a forum where there would be quick synopsis and fodder for future referencing, freedom of religion as a topic, fictitiously speaking, here now, no platforms. Understand what's being said, please. Another issue that happens out there. I love to call it tunnel audio. It all ties into why everybody's so anxiety out and all of that. You inflict a lot of it upon yourself because you're not getting in touch with what the body blessed you with, the innate trait to heal itself. That's what we talk about here: conscious and bodily autonomy. Some argue that individuals have the right to make decisions about their bodies and the healthcare based on their conscious and religious beliefs. Were applicable. I have none. I'm throwing this out as a cogent question for cogent and peaceful and logical response. Again, that's not an open door to have the foolishness of Jerry Springer and throw shares and all of that. Move along, little doggy. Those of you of that ilk. And you have every right, believe it or not, speaking of veterans that fought for the right, so you can do that.
We'll also be talking about potential harm mitigation, opting out of something due to religious concerns, like the service. For those that did, I still never served a day. I know nothing about that element of it. This is why I'm going to have people that do, and have had. And Jason Pike will probably come back. I cannot speak for him. He led me to believe that he would, and I'm sure he will. We haven't had a chance to convince in, in almost March, as this New Year's become, and we left the door open. It's a yay or a nay, and I'm sure he will come back, but it'll be contingent on his availability to do so. And I think he was in the process, as he alluded to in my shows, of writing another book. Those things take precedent in everyone's life, and we're all good. Jason and I—he knows he has an open invite to come back and talk about the subjects in his books and his ways. This is what I'm trying to do in retirement—just give back. From yep, the wealth and knowledge that I do have, far long ago and far away, and when I was in business and all of that, yeah, long ago and far away. It's a lot about what we talk about about senior citizenry too. Don't count us out. Automatically, which happens a lot. Certainly, don't try to exploit us. We talk about, and I'll fight till my dying day. However, that happens. Stop exploiting. Stop it. Stop it. So, balancing rights and responsibilities, be them religious or whatever, when you could have healthy debate and fodder and what have you. That most assuredly should be a human right. All in all the subcategories, you see how ludicrous it is. They're all choices. They're all choices. They're all choices. Not mandates. Big difference. Whatever the category is, a mandate is a mandate, and a choice is a choice. And certainly, veterans. <laughs> I've had many choices minimized by what has happened by serving, forced upon them. In many instances, so there is room for litigation if it can be adjudicated in a broken-down system worldwide. Just very much <laughs> a case to be presented for veterans, be them here. Or any veteran around the world, he and she included. And by the way, that would be he and she. So proportionality and limitations, whatever the category is, most assuredly encompasses a case-by-case -case analysis. If you use logic, Mr. Spock from Star Trek. If you do utilize a brilliant IQ, which many of you do have, and if you just try to get some common ground, literally and figuratively, in the multi-diversity and connotation and definitions of that word, it really can be quite simple. But it takes large numbers, not mass exodus and chaos. Oh, by the way, that's what sent bullies running for the hills, from the street corners of whatever street you grew up on, to wars, and that's what gets bullies running for the sky and the mountains. Most of them live in fear that their own people will overthrow them. 
wherever they hang their hats. Military personnel, religious accommodation, acupuncture, also on the agenda for shows coming up this week. Not sure it's a drop-down mic moment, but that's all I got. You know my sign-off. Everybody knows somebody up against it at this point in time, contemplating the precipice at the world infinity that I still believe can be good. The old Bette Davis movie. You betcha. There's going to be some ripples in the water. It's going to be a bumpy ride, don't you think? <laughs> Community, arm in arm. Appreciate all the goodwill ambassadorship that realized this and that are participating in large intuitive groups. Because you see, we're also working peacefully, calmly, and together to establish a people's group long after I'm gone. This is about my legacy, so the people have rights moving forward. I'm here each and every day. No, by the way, those that were asked to leave for whatever reasons years ago, they're doing quite well. You see, there's alternative platforms for everything. Bye bye for now, and may God bless. We'll see you again tomorrow. Peace, everybody.